Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Notice what this says. A man reaps what he sows. So if I give mercy... What's going to come back to me? Mercy. If I give love, love's going to come back. If I give grace, grace is going to come back. It's that reciprocation. Look at Luke 6.38. Give, and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Well, it will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. The passage, what every man sows, that shall he also reap is one of the many sobering verses in the Bible. When taking the time to meditate on this verse, we quickly realize the broad spectrum of application that it contains. In today's message, continuing in our study of the Beatitudes, Pastor Mark teaches us practical applications of reflecting God's mercy. In our study, we'll learn that because of God's grace, we have every reason to show mercy and forgiveness to others. What better way to share the gospel than to display God's grace to those who've done us wrong? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 7, for his continuing study entitled, Get Ready to Be Blessed. Last weekend, we have something called the seafarer ministry. Pastor Kenny and a bunch of other people go up to the port. The cruise ships come in. Many of those individuals that are there, well, the crew just work six, seven, eight, nine months. And we send people up there. We hand out Bibles. We pray with them. We sit and talk with them. We'll be friends with them. We'll do whatever just to show them the love of Jesus. We do that once a month. You see, that's mercy in action. Yesterday, here, right out of this church, we had a group of people go to the Alzheimer's Foundation up here on Wickham. They needed some rooms painted. They were going to buy the paint. A bunch of our people said, we'll go up there. One of the individuals worked in a place where the manager heard what was happening. He says, I'll provide all the paint free. So these guys went up yesterday, and they just painted, the guys in yellow, painted the walls of this Alzheimer unit. That's mercy in action. Now, you're going to think, well, are like the Alzheimer people going to thank you? I mean, they might say to you, who are you? And you just introduced yourself two minutes ago. What are you doing here? I told you 30 times we're painting the wall. Or they might not even know who you are. But see, they're not doing it for the people. They're really doing it for God. You got it? And then we had a whole group of people that went out and did a free car wash up at Papa John's in Palm Bay. We had this big sign. It just says, car wash. Free. People came in, got their car wash. They tried to give money. 
you know, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, to mission stuff. We say, no, we don't accept your money. What do you mean you won't accept my money? No, we don't accept any money. This is just, God loves you. Here's the tape. Here's the church. If you don't have a church, God loves you. Have a great day. What? You have to be careful because they drive out going like this, like in stars at the, into the street. Well, that's mercy in what? Just action. This afternoon, we have a bunch of people going to one of the local facilities here, a nursing home. Next week, next month, we're going to do the same kind of things. We're going to the Genesis house. We're going to do the car wash. We're going to the C4 thing. We're going to go to another nursing home. Some of the ladies down here, Almond, some of the other people work in a nursing home. We're going to go and we're just going to share the love of Jesus Christ. It's mercy in action. Let me ask you. You involved? Oh, Pastor Mario, my life's just a little too busy. Really, once a month or once every other month for a couple hours? Hmm. Think about it. Hundreds of people are involved in doing this. We want to expand it more and more and more. You see, sometimes people drive by this big church, and all they think is, wow, money, numbers, people don't care. We care. You care. It's very obvious. We want to do that even more. Mercy. Mercy. Love in action. Let me read you from Richard Selzer, Mortal Lessons, a doctor writing. I stand by the bed where the young woman lies, her face postoperative, her mouth twisted in a palsy, clownish way, a tiny twig of the facial nerve, the one to the muscles of her mouth has just been severed. The surgeon had followed with rigorous fervor the curve of her cheek, nevertheless to remove the tumor in her cheek. He says, I had to cut that little nerve. Her young husband is in the room. He stands on the opposite side of the bed, and altogether they seem to dwell in the evening lamplight, isolated from me, private. Who are they, I ask myself, he in this drooping mouth that I have made, who gaze at and touch each other so generously and greedily. The young woman speaks, will my mouth always be like this? Yes, I said, it will. It is because the nerve was cut. She nods and is silent. But the young man, her husband, smiles. I like it, he says. It's kind of cute. All at once, I know who he really is. Unmindful, he bends to kiss her crooked mouth. And I am so close, I can see how he twists his own lips To accommodate hers. To show her that their kiss still works. That's a picture of tender love and mercy in action. You see, guys, life is real. Hurting people everywhere. Looking for... Mercy, kindness, a touch, a word, a kiss from a heart.
that has received mercy and easily gives mercy. In Matthew 5, 7, God gives a promise. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. That relates to a law in the Bible called the law of reciprocity. You see it in Galatians 6, 7 and Luke 6, 38. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Now, quite often we use that in a negative context. People say, well, you know, I'm not the person I, people think I am, and I've got my, uh, my secret life hidden, I'm having an affair, my wife doesn't know, husband doesn't know, my kids at work, I'm taking drugs at school, my parents don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the internet all the time, and people don't know I'm addicted to porn, but I have this secret life, and I've hidden it beautifully from everybody. That thing, Pastor Mark, that doesn't work. A man reaps what he sows, not a chance I'm getting away with it. No, no, read the first part. God isn't mocked. When we were up here, and God was up here, remember Tim, God? He does know everything. And if I don't do something about my sin, I will not receive mercy. I'll receive justice. But in a positive way, notice what this says. A man reaps what he sows. So if I give mercy, what's going to come back to me? Mercy. If I give love, love's going to come back. If I give grace, grace is going to come back. It's that reciprocation. Look at Luke 6.38. Give. And it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Well, it will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Do I want to be stingy, giving mercy? Do I want to rather look for opportunities to give because so much has been given to me? Yes. Not just from this thing, well, if I give a lot, man, I'm going to get a lot. No, wrong beatitude. Because in giving, we get blessed. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than it even is to receive. The blessing comes from giving. Giving to our spouses what they need. No matter what it is. Love, affection, sexuality, all uh, things. A nice dinner this afternoon, husbands, fathers. Maybe doing the chores, you know, that was one of the things. You had to make 800 bucks. You couldn't take drugs and you had to do chores. Do the chores. Now, don't go out and buy, yeah, I know what you're going to do. You're going to buy these paper plates and you've done the chores. No, do it on China and wash them for a change. You, you put your hands in soap. It would be good for you. I don't know where that came, but that's for somebody from one of the passages. Now, giving mercy. You mean, if I give mercy, I'm going to get mercy back? Yes. If you plant mercy, you're going to get mercy. Let's think about a little garden you have at home. If you plant radishes and you go out in 60 days, you're not going to go out and say, honey, I'm going to get the cucumbers. No, you're going to go get the radishes. So if I plant mercy, I'm going to get mercy back. Lots of it. The more I plant in my spiritual garden, the more that's going to come back to me. Here's what I find very often. Many people, and they'll say this about all kinds of things, things at work or churches, they'll say the church, the church isn't friendly. Oh, by the way, our church is very friendly, incredibly friendly. You guys are incredible. Or they'll say it at work and there's clicks at work and you can't do this and that and the other. But you know, the Bible says this, if, if you want to have friends, do you know what it says? You have to be friendly. Oh, you mean I have to show first? 
Yes. You plant being a friend. And guess what will happen? Friends come back to you. That's, that's why I challenge you to be at the couple's dinner. Go there. You say, I really don't know anyone in this church. Buy a 20 buck ticket for the two of you, big spender, and do it. And you'll meet other people. Somebody will not even invite you to their home. It's a wonderful thing. So as I plant mercy in my spiritual garden, and planting it means I'm giving it, I'm showing, I'm finding practical ways to do it. As I do that, then obviously good things are going to happen in my life. Mercy, compassion, and forgiveness are going to come back to me. Here's two verses to remind you of that. Proverbs 19.17 and Proverbs 11. 24 and 25. He who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward him for what he has done. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. One man gives, and yet he gains even more. See, the world goes, if you give, well, you're not going to get back. No, it's exactly the opposite. One man gives freely, yet another even more. Another withholds unduly. This person says, I'm not going to give. I'm going to keep it for myself. What happens to him? He comes to poverty. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Now, there is an exception, and you have to listen to it this morning. This promise from God, blessed are the merciful, they receive mercy, does not guarantee that people will return mercy to us. You say, well, were you talking out of both sides of your mouth? No. Have you ever had this happen to you at work or somewhere else? You showed mercy to an individual. You showed forgiveness to a person. You gave it to them. They didn't deserve it. You did the right thing. In return, they did this to you. Anybody here ever have that happen? Well, sure. Okay, Pastor Mark, done for your sermon. I didn't get mercy. I ain't giving no more mercy. No, it's not about the person giving you mercy. In the end, God always gives us mercy. So the statement you want to write is simply this one. Look at it from an eternal viewpoint. In the end, God will repay us for mercy shown to others. So sometimes people don't return it. That's all right. God's a great accountant. He knows what's happening in my life. Now, let's summarize this fifth beatitude. We do this... For every one of the attitudes, beatitudes, if you haven't been to the other tapes, you can get them, the DVDs, whatever. Let's summarize the three things. Godly attitude, worldly opposite value, and God's reward. First of all, what is the godly attitude with this beatitude, mercy? Mercy means simply this, forgiving spirit, active compassion. So if you want to be blessed by God today, not by me, Not that people see, if you want to be blessed, happy, good things are taking place in your life, then you have to be a person that has a forgiving spirit. You don't hold grudges. You're not trying to get even. Second, you have to find ways to actively show compassion. Now, here's the hard part. Even when people don't deserve it, that's what God did to me. I didn't deserve it. See, it's easy to show mercy and compassion to people who deserve it. Hard when they don't deserve it. Now, what's the world's value? The world goes, you, what, are you crazy? I'm only going to be kind to people that are kind to me. So the world's opposite value is they're going to be unforgiving. 
Eventually, they're going to develop a hard heart. Nothing moves them. And they're going to be selfish. They're going to do their things. If we're not careful in our marriages, that's exactly what happens in our marriages. We stop being merciful. See, while we were dating, we were the most merciful, loving people in the world. But after we got married, we take our spouse for granted. We don't give he or she what they need. Because we're selfish. We just do our thing. Now, outwardly, it looks like we're doing right. But often we're not. So what is the reward if I show mercy and forgiveness? Well, I receive mercy and forgiveness now. Not all the time from people, but I do from God. And of course then, forever. So it's a huge blessing to understand what that principle means. Now, let's see if we remember this from the beginning. I received mercy when I became a Christian from God. I didn't pay for it. I couldn't pay for it. I received it free. So I now have a responsibility to pass that mercy and forgiveness to other people. Got it? Got it. As I do that, I'm incredibly blessed. Blessed. Even if I get one of these, stab in the back. It's okay. Because God takes care of that. Now, if you get stabbed in the back, don't go like, okay, God, get him. Wrong beatitude. Wrong beatitude. God takes care of all of that kind of stuff. Okay? Perfect judge. Now, I want you to turn. We're not going to be back to Matthew anymore today. I want you to turn to the book of Luke. Two books over. Book of Luke, chapter 10. And I want to put a story in practical application for you this morning. This could be a parable. Or it could be actually something that was in the Jerusalem newspaper that morning that Jesus read. Obviously, there wasn't a Jerusalem newspaper. But it could be an actual situation that took place, or just simply a parable. We skip on down to verse 25. Luke 10, verse 25. Here we go. On one occasion, an expert in the law. Now we have to stop there for a moment. We're not talking about experts in the law. I'm, I'm not sure. I think that's almost like an oxymoron today, but especially with our Supreme Court system. Expert in the law. Uh, This is not a a lawyer. We have good lawyers in this body. And then there's other kind of lawyers, just like they're good doctors and what are kind of doctors and whatever. Have you ever noticed the new phone book that just came out? You know one? How big it is? If you take the lawyer section out, it's about this big then. (laughs) Did you ever notice that? It's incredible. Well, this, this guy is not an expert in criminal law. He's an expert in the Jewish law. So he's into God. And see, the Jews thought they could be right with God by keeping the law, the Ten Commandments. And, of course, the Pharisees came up with 613 other things that if you did this, you could earn your righteousness with God. So notice what it says. On one occasion, an expert of the law stood up. Here's a word you need to understand. To test Jesus. So his motive isn't really right. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? There's a lot of questions in, our, in life. That's the most important question you'll ever ask. How do I get saved? How do I get to heaven? How can I have eternal life? If you don't have the answer to that today, you need to get it. I'm going to give it to you in this teaching. That is, it, nothing else in life matters. That is the most important question. Because you will live somewhere forever. And then Jesus, interesting to me, doesn't answer him. He answers him with a question. Look at verse 26. 
Jesus says to him, well, what is written in the law? Knowing that this guy's big time into the Jewish law. How do you read it? The man answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your strength and with all your mind. Now, remember, the Jewish people, many of them had little phylacteries, the little boxes that they wore kind of around or on their sleeves or what. And inside there was the Shema back from Deuteronomy. It would, it would have exactly this in there. Love the Lord with all your, your heart and your soul and your strength and your mind. So the, the, the law, Jesus would take all this complicated law. I wish we could do this to our laws that we live by here in the United States. He took all the complicated laws and broke them into two. One part was to love God. The next part is to love man, your neighbor. You look at this cross, the vertical part of the cross, the first part of the Ten Commandments, the first four commandments are about loving God. The other six part of the commandments are about loving man. So this man knew that Jesus was teaching this, so he says to him, well, I love God with all my heart, mind, and soul, and body, and I do love my neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, well, you've answered correctly. Go ahead and do this, and you will live. Now, what is Jesus saying to this man? Is he saying to the man, well, you can go to heaven by keeping the law. No, he's not saying that to him. Why? Because no one could keep the law. And so this man was trying to say, and you're going to see in a moment, he's going to say, part one, loving God with all my heart, mind, soul. I did it perfectly. I did it perfectly. Then he's going to say, the neighbor, well, I don't know whether I did it perfectly. Tell me who my neighbor is. But let's go back to the first part. Is there anybody in this building this morning that loves God with every part of you perfectly? Never can. In fact, the Bible says this. Be perfect. God says, be perfect. Remember God, Tim? Be perfect as God is perfect. Well, it can't be perfect. I can never be perfect. In fact, the Bible says this. Let's say there's 600 laws that the Bible asks us to do. In all my life, I do 599 but one time, one time, just what? I broke the 600 law. You know how God looks at that? You broke them all. So this man knows that, and Jesus tried to say to him, Oh, you really, you really kept them all, eh? Oh, yeah? Really? Really? He doesn't even address it. Like, stupid. Impossible. But he's going along with them. And so the next question from this man is, well, I did that with God. Jesus said, no, you didn't. But he doesn't even say that to him. He just says, I know you didn't. He says, well, let me see if I have loved my neighbor as myself. Well, who's my neighbor? Verse 29. But to just, that's the verse. Look at, but he wanted to justify himself. Why do you want to justify himself? Because he knew he was guilty. So he tries to defect it. I, well, just tell me who my neighbor is and I'll tell you whether I kept it. And so he asked Jesus, who's my neighbor? Many of us are quick to pass judgment on others who have wronged us. In today's study of the Beatitudes, Pastor Mark taught us that because of God's mercy towards us, we should be merciful towards others. Rather than condemning those who have wronged us, Pastor Mark taught us of the importance of utilizing the opportunity to reflect God's mercy that we've received towards others. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. 
The cost for each CD is $5 and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 3340. And the title of this message is Get Ready to be Blessed. Again, today's message is 3340. And the title of this message is Get Ready to be Blessed. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time on Lessons for Living as Pastor Mark teaches us how nothing happens by chance in the Christian life. In our study, Pastor Mark will discuss how God uses us to reach out to those around us who might be suffering. We'll learn that just as God reached out to us when we're lost, we now have the opportunity to reach out towards others who desire mercy in their time of need. We've run out of time for today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.